Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I heard Zach say, shout, 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 shout. I said, what in the world's going on? So I got up and walked into the laundry room and he had, Paisley had her hands up like this. And Zach had the shout bottle, and he's, and he's squirting at her. Now, I know that's fleshy, but if the Lord was here today, and he said to shout, 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 would you answer? Would you answer to that shout? Shout, 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 shout. I'm not talking about just a dance. I'm talking about would you shout with a voice of triumph? Would you shout with what God has given you? If you got a voice, you got a chance to shout from the top of your lungs this morning. Shout! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Jesus! I didn't come up here with self-anointing this morning, I'll tell you. But I feel like the Lord is going to do something great in this place today. He didn't bring these people just by chance today. We need to go home changed. We are in a world that's going downhill real fast. And I know it's repetitive words. But we have children in these schools... We have children in our home. And I believe it's time that we start taking Jesus home with us. I believe it's time we start taking Jesus home. If you will, turn with me to Luke 4. I will not be long at all. But I do feel like I have something from the Lord this morning. I would like to challenge you today by the end of this service especially those with a child especially with those with a child be at these altars before this sermon is over or by altar call if you're there just say amen please 4 and 37 says and the fame of him went out into every place the country round about And he rose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever. And they besought him for her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever. It left her and immediately 
she arose and ministered unto them. I want to speak to you this morning. Take Jesus home. Take Jesus home. I want you to let yourself be very vulnerable to the Spirit this morning. This is something that I'm preaching to myself. I am preaching to myself more so than anybody. And I want you just to have an open ear this morning. Can we pray? Jesus, we love you. We praise you, God. I thank you, God, for the spirit that's in this place, Lord, at this time, God. We're asking, God, we know your word's anointed, God, but I ask this morning, God, that you would hold and anoint these lips, God. God, that you anoint this mind, God, to speak, God. God, that people will leave here changed, Lord God, and challenged, Lord God. I can't do it on my own, God, but I believe, God, that you can. Jesus' name, I praise you, Lord. You can be seated at this time. I'd like to build a story for you this morning. Jesus left the synagogue that day. And church was great that day. Church is always good when Jesus shows up. I said church is always good when Jesus shows up. But when Jesus isn't there, the preaching is plastic. The fellowship is phony. The worship in the word is a lot of work. Everything seems difficult, and it seems like nothing is easy. But when Jesus is there, it makes all the world in the difference. Church wasn't just good that day. He wasn't just in the crowd. Jesus just wasn't in the crowd that day. But Jesus was the preacher. Jesus was the preacher that day. On that day, he preached the word like no one had ever seen before. He preached with anointing. I don't know if the message was long or if it was short, but it had demonstration. It had power and it had authority. It's awesome when the Lord moves through demonstration, when the eyes are blind of seeing and the death here and the lame walk but it's also another thing when you see people delivered when you see them delivered of spirits and it may not always be a demonic spirit it may be just a spirit of oppression and just things that attack us at home <clears throat> but the words was like no other church was good because he was there I love when Jesus shows up when Jesus don't show up I don't want to preach I don't want to sing I don't want to do anything because without Jesus I know I cannot do nothing I said without Jesus I know I can do nothing but when Jesus shows up it affects my mind it affects my body it affects my will it affects my emotion. I can't help but to celebrate what God has done for me. He has done too much for me just to sit back and cross my arms. 
Now, I know we got a crowd in here this morning, but he has been too good to me for me to sit on the back pew. We are crowded people here. But if I get a chance, I want to be right here where the presence of the God is at all times. He has been too good to me. I can't cross my arms. I can't stop patting my foot. I can't stop lifting my hands because it's given me breath this morning. I don't want to have the I don't care attitude when I'm in his presence. No matter how I feel, I have to lift my hands. I have to open my mouth and I have to give them praise. I don't care what denomination you're part of. We all have the freedom to speak, to be able to praise God, whether it may be a murmur, but we have no chains on our hands. I am looking at across this building where there is no chains on your legs. I'm looking at a people this morning. That are able to lift their hands when they hear the word of God spoke. I must lift my hands. I must praise the Lord. Please forgive me this morning. After preaching the word that day, there was a man who stood up with an unclean spirit. It doesn't really go into detail who this man was. It said he had stood up with a loud voice. This man may have been an usher. I don't know. He could have been a yard man. He could have been just another help in the church. I don't know if he came all the time. But he said he stood with a loud voice. And he said, Have you came to destroy us? Have you came to destroy me? And just the authority of Jesus. I love the authority of Jesus this morning. He don't give the Satan no stage at all. He just said, be quiet. I wasn't going to say shut up, but I respect it. I said be quiet. But he said, be quiet. There was no stage given at all. At all. We'll go after church. We'll bump in the road. Get mad. And we build a stage. We build a stage. For Satan to play with. With our minds. But with that. He says be quiet. It's awesome how 
He has given us the authority today to look at Satan, to look at things that come up, to look at flesh, to look at problems that void in our life, and we say, be quiet. But we amplify it sometimes. We've been guilty of amplifying what Satan has put right in front of us to work with. It sneaks into our homes. It sneaks into our homes because we leave Jesus here. Jerry, we leave him on the front row right with us. Where we Because we, when we walk in, we expect to feel his presence. And he will not answer void. He will not, just not answer because he's going to answer. But when the time has come, we walk out and we leave him. We leave him right there. Now, I'm sorry you're not swinging from the chandeliers this morning, but I've been guilty of driving these miles that I've been driving lately, praying all the way to work, opening my door and leaving them right there in the car. I wonder today what kind of revival we would have if we took him home with us. The chains that would be broken at home so you don't bring them to church with you and worry about who else needs help that day. It wouldn't be such a selfish pity party sometimes as we get to when we sit there and glorify what the devil has done all week. And we, can, we, we have been given the power to break that very power that the demonic spirits came against us at home. We have that power and we have entertained it so much that we can't do nothing until we get the house of God. That is not what the Holy Ghost is about this morning. The Holy Ghost has been given us to us to fight them demons at home. To be an example to those that we come in contact with. For our neighbors, not for our neighbors to sit there and hear us yelling it back and forth at each other. Man, I find it awful hard to talk about the Holy Ghost to your neighbor and you're screaming at your wife or your kids. I'm not going to tell on myself. Well, maybe I will. I came home last week, and I'm very, very, very overprotective. And please forgive me. I'm really throwing myself under a bus here. I came home, and I was about 10 minutes away, and my wife called me. She goes, Bobby, there's someone. And we live in the woods now. There's nobody else around. She says, there's somebody staring at me at the mailbox. And I said, what? You know, my spirit just, I was ready to rage. Nobody's going to mess with my family. <laughs> and I got, I was getting mad. And she says, he, he's sitting there and he stared, he's staring. I got out, checked the mail, and I got back in. He pulls up and he looks, can I help you? And 
She was like, it was a little black scion. So I got home. I was like, uh-uh, this ain't happening. I'm going to get, I'm finding black, I'm finding a black scion. And we're going to, you know, I want to know what he was staring at, basically. So I took off to the neighborhood looking for a black scion. The Lord saved him because he was inside and he didn't come outside. I just drove around a couple times. And the house that we bought, the we bought, um, they've been, the family's been out there for years and years. They've always had the property. And the guy I bought it from was a realtor too. So I texted him. I said, man, who's the weirdo in a black scion following my wife around out there? And he says, laugh out loud, that's my dad. <laughs> And, and I, I said, well, yeah. He says he's he's got a couple little handicap problems, and he just drives. What it was is he, he drives really slow. So you would think he's, like, watching you. So that's what happened. He was just driving real slow, and, and I didn't know that. And I obviously, I, I, I probably said a hundred times, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Your dad's not a weirdo. He's a great guy. Your dad's awesome. I got out back, get certificates for your dad. But Satan gets at us that way. And please don't hold that against me. Because it was funny, right? Um, uh, but he has given us that authority given us that authority to speak over what Satan puts in our lives. I'm reminded, and I don't like to glorify Satan at all, at all, and I won't. But I remember it was one of my first times down in Tampa at the church, and a girl got to acting out. And she was obviously had some spirits on her. She got to sliver and everything. And some of them preachers, they just, they were young guys. They didn't know what in the world to do. And Brother McNatt, walked up to him he just laid his Bible and he said in the name of Jesus she stood up walked back I could tell you numerous amount of stories my dad preaching revivals and just it was like a disappearing act but when Jesus is around he always seems to sliver his little way in like he did this day in the Bible. I love the authority of Jesus. But when the sermon was done, I'm sure at some of the, like we always do, you're going to have to forgive me. We kind of just, good to see you today. Jesus preached awesome today. Jesus was awesome today. And we go home. We go home. Jesus that day had brought a word. I'm sure at the grocery stores, there were women pushing their, whatever they pushed back then. And they'd say, man, Jesus was awesome today. Jesus spoke with authority today. 
Jesus was in the house today. We do it here. I see Facebook. Man, Brother Boyd. He brung it today. Wednesday night, I, re- I remember seeing posts. When's part two coming? But if we, we lie so much to ourselves sometimes, do, do we really bring that home? Or is this just to get a like? I like that. Yeah, that's, a, that's an awesome post. That's a like. I like that. Or do you really live that? Do you really li- live that message that was preached Wednesday night? Do you really live the messages? Brother Justin, do we live the messages that we brought back from Congress? Do we live those? The harvest is still full. Have we done anything about that? We're guilty of it. I can lay home at night and close my eyes and think about them 10 or 15 neighbors that I have in my neighborhood. Think about how God died for me. And he has spoken into my life and saved my soul, but I got neighbors that are going to hell. And I'd like to tell you I can't sleep at night because of it, but I, I go to sleep. And I don't bring these messages home with me. But the Bible says church was good that day. The parking lots were full. We, Jesus, as everybody just walked by. I don't know if it was like it is today when church is over everybody wants to speak to brother Boyd or speak to Pat. I gotta have it got five minutes on that. I don't know if it was that way or not but I have a feeling <laughs> sorry brother Boyd I'm not you can nobody I'm just I know how it is being a pastor's home and I know I know what it is just to be able to speak to a man of God And I know you have great confidence in him. I love that. But I'm wondering today if that's the way Jesus was then. I don't think it was. I think they just kind of walked on by this day. I think they just walked on by. Matthew 8, 20 says, The foxes have holes. The birds of the air have nests but the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. Jesus didn't have no great real estate. He had no home. But what he was looking for was somebody to take him. <laughs> and it's just like that today. He is just looking for you to take him home. He's looking for you to take him home. we would take them home, we'd have to expand these walls. If we took them home, we wouldn't have to look for carpenters to help us build these walls and have money. If we took them home, people would see it. Our schools would see it in our children. I'm telling them, we need to take Jesus home just for the protection of our children. But there was a man that day, Simon. 
that invited Jesus to his house. The Bible said he had a sick mother-in-law. Now, I'm not saying nothing about mother-in-laws here. I'm not getting going there. I could, but I'm not. But he had a sick mother-in-law with a fever. The Bible says great fever. There's other ones that say high fever. One thing we must know is that fevers will shut your body down. Fevers can kill you. Fevers can make you very more sick than what you already are. It could put you in your deathbed. But we must understand this, is that all of us, I don't care how nice you dress this morning with your tie, and you're at Hatchbin Apostolic Church this morning. All of us have fevers at home. All of us have fevers at home. It may be a marriage fever. It may be a drug fever. It might be a financial fever. It may be a health fever or a spirit of rebellion. But there's everybody in this house has got a fever at home. The fever in your house don't have to stay. Jesus still makes house calls. He still makes house calls. I don't care where you live. You can have the nicest home in here. Jesus don't care. I don't care how rough it is where you live. Jesus don't care. He don't care how much money you got. He don't care how bad the crime is where your house is. He will make house calls. Two things I'd like to express to you this morning. Don't let the fever of your home control what you do at church. The problems you have, your sickness your failures, your finances, whatever it is, don't let it control how your spirit is here at church. But we got to understand that when we leave this place, we have to take Jesus back with us. Number two is this. This woman was vexed with a fever. And we sit there and we're okay with the fevers at our house. But this morning, Jesus is in the house. And after this message, I'm hoping that you would take him with you. Whether it come through fasting and prayer or the Bible, quoting scriptures, being more consistent to what he has given you to be, more Bible studies, more outreach, whatever it may be, I wonder if you'll take him home. My number two point was this, is that we got to learn how to stand over our fever. We got to learn how to stand over our fever this morning. We have let it in our home so long that it has become to be on top of us. We have to speak to our fever this morning.
And it just comes by saying, be quiet. Let me alone. I'm taking Jesus home with me. I wonder this morning if you could take Jesus home with you. Or we just come complacent with just leaving him right beside us. Can we all stand? There's an old song, and it goes like this. Here's my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. I'm afraid that we've got used to an empty glass just sitting there at our home. We come here and we just drink of the living water that's here in this house. And we go home and we look at that glass that's empty still. And we're okay with it. I'm telling you, we need deliverance from the very back of that pew all the way to the front. We need deliverance from the back of that pew all the way to the front. And God is in this place today to hear your call. He wants you to say, I want to take you home, Jesus. I want you to hold my hand, Jesus. I don't want to leave you in the car no more. I don't want to leave you at home no more. I need a touch from you, Jesus. I need a touch from you. Let's fill these altars this morning. Let's fill these altars this morning. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386 935 2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website again thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family